I think I got this working. Hey, <laughs> how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Sandwich Corner. I, I don't have my iPad on me, so the regular music isn't available. So we're going to go with this one. Um, I hope you're doing well out there. Um, my name is Dave Medina. You know me as Dave Easing a Sandwich on many different platforms, except for one key one, because I quit it like about a month ago. Um, I'm off Twitter. So in case you weren't up to speed on that, and you're wondering, how come Dave hasn't twe tweeted in like a month or something? I, I, I quit. I quit the Twitter. Like I, I just deleted it. I backed up all the tweets I had. Uh, for those of you who are still on the platform or X or whatever it's called now, uh, you know, I, you know, I hope it, hope the experience goes well for you. But I figured I was kind of getting cheering for me anyway, so I was kind of. So if you want to look for me for like a direct contact, that you can go for Threads. I'll be there, or Instagram, or or Discord. Anything, any of those will be fine. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk some football. We have John joining us tonight. We also have Andy. Uh, who uh, hopefully will join us later in the program. So much to talk about. So much to talk about. I mean, really exciting times in Boulder, even though they got hammered by Oregon and exciting times in the entire Pac-12. They look so good. It's just a shame that this is the last season of the Pac-12. Unbelievable. NFL, not so great. But let's get into the scenarios. We're going to chat about all the games. We're going to recap um, what, what, what happened. Really great thriller with Ohio State and Notre Dame. And uh, we'll look ahead to that that week's the week the week of action in the in college same thing for the NFL. if we have some some, some quick hitters from uh good lines we'll give them to you so let's go say hi to our good friend and let's bring him in now um it's been a minute john it's week five but it's nice to have you back on the show for our first uh, regular season show of the year how's it going john yeah what's up dave it's been a while um you know in between all of us with our different schedules and um you know, we haven't had a had a show in a little bit. So yeah, great to be back. It's been an interesting start to the season for both NFL and pro. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Let's do it. Uh, so uh, yeah, friends, it's it's it has been a really and Saturday was a really really good day of football. Like I, it, you know, we saw the schedule before it it started before it all came, went down, and like man, every game every time slot has a good a very good game in it. And basically, it lived up to the hype, and especially in the beginning when you had Florida State against um, against Clemson. Like, it was just a thriller to the end. Um, obviously, a lot of miscues on both sides uh, towards the end of the game. But, I mean, the, the last week's action segment is going to be great. So, John, I'll give it to you first. Just re We can start there and just roll it on through the rest of the evening, including as the aforementioned Notre Dame game and... You know, the USC, you know, getting into a little bit of trouble, but not that much against uh, Arizona State and everything in between. Yeah, the start of the day, Clemson and Florida State, as you mentioned, I mean, that was probably the best game of the day. Well, that and the Ohio State game, I guess, were the two, I guess, most entertaining games of the day in terms of, like, drama at the end. Um, Clemson really should have won that game. Uh, they moved the ball up and down the field basically the entire time. Um, and they, was, they had a, a, a sack fumble that was returned for a touchdown. Um, that ended up being the difference in the game um, as, you know, Florida State wins in overtime. But just some horrible, horrible play calling by Clemson towards the end of the game. I don't know if that's uh, – obviously, Dabo Sweeney's not calling the plays. He, he brought in um, Garrett Riley from TCU, so he's the offensive coordinator. But – you know, they've been gashing them with Shipley all day. And on third and one, they're calling like a bubble screen, like almost behind the line of scrimmage. It's just bizarre. Um, like, why aren't you handing him the ball two times? It's just terrible, terrible job there um, at the end with the play calling. And then 
they bring on their their kicker who was like a he was working in finance in New York City like I guess he was like a, like a part-time grad student or something and they didn't have their previous kicker so they bring this kid in and like you feel bad for him but like he can't even make a 30 yarder to you know take the lead with a minute left and just a a brutal brutal loss by Clemson and essentially I mean they're done for the like national picture and um probably the ACC as well because they have two losses and they would have to have every other team have more than two losses. And then like, they certainly wouldn't have the tiebreaker over Florida state or Duke at this point. So um, that was just a really, really bad loss by Clemson and, you know, Florida state, they stay in the picture, you know, that doesn't have to be pretty at this point when they're ranked, what number three in the country. So, you know, just survive and, and, and move on for, uh, for them at this stage. Uh, so that was the, the game that kind of kicked off the day. Um, and then the, the night game there with Notre Dame and Ohio State. Now, I did miss most of the second half of this. Um, I did see the end, obviously, where, um, you know, obviously Ohio State has the drive at the end of the game. They converted on some third, long, third and longs. Uh, they get down to the, to the end and, um, you know, they score the touchdown with just a few seconds left. And Notre Dame has 10 players on the field uh, for it. It's just like, you know, at that point, take the penalty, like someone jump off sides and just like, you know, it's a, it's, it's a half a yard at that point. And, um, you know, they didn't do it. And Ohio State gets the win. I mean, just as dumb was Ryan Day kicking the extra point, because the only way the game gets tied at that point is if it's blocked and returned for the two pointer. I guess he wasn't considering that in his mind. But hey, um you know, it's a one in a thousand chance, I guess, but still probably a higher probability than doing anything with the kickoff or like on a crazy lateral play or something, but still Ohio state wins. And of course the, the message afterwards, the first thing out of his mouth, where's Lou Holtz? I got to talk to Lou Holtz. All the people. What a, what a clown this guy's. And like, you have to say, Oh yeah, we're tough. We're tough. Like you're clearly not (laughs) like you're, you're just not. Um, I mean, I, I remember the last two times they played Michigan, like Michigan clearly just like ran through them uh, every single, you know, both times. And it might happen again this year. We'll see if he, if he loses three in a row to Michigan, like we're going to have to take back the tough card uh, there from, from old uh, Ryan Day <laughs> and the Buckeyes. Um, but yeah, they've been struggling. Their offense especially have been struggling. I mean, their only one game where they really just kind of exploded for points was against Western Kentucky, who was just a hideous defense. Otherwise, it certainly hasn't been like the Buckeyes' offenses of the past, but their defense has been carrying them. Um, as evident in this game, where like you know Notre Dame had been on a roll, and granted they hadn't played great competition, but you know still Sam Hartman had been really impressive, and you know they, they completely shut him down. So you know again, just you got to survive and move on, and that's what Ohio State did, and, and they're they're in the driver's seat. Um, you know, or until they have to play like Michigan, basically, that's what's going to come down to it. And Penn State, too, who's, who's been really impressive. Like we talked about in the previous shows, it's basically like a three a three team race. Um, I guess we'll touch on a few other games. Uh, you know, a lot of people were hyping up Colorado, but I mean, the spread was three touchdowns. So, like, what was anybody really expecting out of that game? Um, maybe a little better than 35 nothing or whatever it was at halftime for sure, but. Still, like it, it, you know, Oregon was a big favorite for a reason. Like the fact that Colorado even has three wins to begin with is remarkable, considering where they were last year—just a complete dumpster fire. So, 
you know, if Dion can get them to even like five wins or six wins, like that's just amazing compared to where they were last year. So it's starting to show as they get into the meat of the schedule. And like you said, Dave, the Pac-12 is just unbelievable this year. Yeah. Um, you know, USC, uh, uh, Oregon State, Utah, UCLA, Washington, it just looks unstoppable with, with Penix and, and all those receivers. So it, the conference is certainly going out with a bang. Um, Oregon State and Washington State, the, the two remaining members of the Pac-2, uh, they played a, a hell of a game on Saturday, and, and Washington State got the win as the three-point dog. But I think it's going to be like this all year. Like these teams are going to beat up on each other, um, and you know, and like Utah plays Oregon State this week in Corvallis. Like I definitely like Oregon State in that matchup for sure. I don't. There's not going to be a lot of scoring, but I, I think Oregon State is probably the, is probably the play there. Um, but just in general, like these teams are all going to beat up on each other. So I, I hope one of them at least like comes from the pack and, and, and finishes the year with one loss. But if there's any year for the Pac-12 to finally get that team in the college football playoff, um, I know they had it with uh, Oregon, I believe, the first year. But it's it's got to be this year to, to, to get it in and, and finally, um, you know, I guess break that streak that they've had been because some of these other leagues are down. Yeah. The SEC is not as strong compared mm-hmm. to previous years. Um, the Big 12, uh, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. You know, everyone claimed Texas was back after beating Alabama. Well, maybe Alabama's not quite as good as, as we thought after they played USF 17-3 to um, last week. Oh, yeah. That was that was pretty rough. Um, and, you know, the ACC is, is probably going to be just like I Florida State loses. I don't know if they're going to be, you know, in contention because the rest of the league is pretty down. So definitely potential for the Pac-12 this year to, to get in the mix. Um I guess back to Saturday. Um, the only, I guess, the only other game to mention, uh, other game to mention was like you said, Dave. USC kind of struggled with Arizona State, but that's kind of USC's thing. Like they're going to give up a lot of points, but they're just going to outscore teams at this point. I mean, their offense is just so good, and Caleb Williams is so good that that's what they do. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Colorado like hang with them, but they'll just like this Saturday. USC will just outscore them essentially, like the win like 45 to 30 or something. That's that's basically what happened against Arizona State. So um, let's see if there's any other of those. Oh, yeah, the, I kind of guess the other big matchup was Ole Miss, Alabama. You know, Lane Kiffin talking shit all week. And then, you know, uh, uh, Saban kind of figured it out in the second half with, you know, got back to the basics of just like running the ball and they're playing great defense. And Milrow is clearly the better quarterback to, to play. Um, and like has the confidence of the team. I don't know what the heck was going on in that USF game. Uh, there, there's got to be another story behind that why he was benched. But um, you know they're still undefeated, so as long as they are, they're, they're going to be in contention. And then, like I mentioned, um, Utah had a nice win over UCLA. Pretty defensive game, only 14 to seven. I mean, that Utah defense is just crazy. I mean, they made Dante Moore look silly. You know, pick mm-hmm. six on the first pass of the game. So. Um, yeah, that was that was a good matchup there in, in the Pac-12. So, um, yeah, that, that's all I, I have to mention in terms. I mean, we could talk about a lot of different games here, but you know, not all of them are, are very very meaningful. So, um, you want to share some of your thoughts on on the action or ask me about another game in particular? I'd be happy to mention it. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Georgia. I mean, Georgia really looked very lackluster, and they've been all season in. Yeah. in you know, kind of more of the same that last weekend. 
Yeah, I mean, the South Carolina game was pretty shocking. That was a couple of weeks ago. They were really struggled with them. And um, this past weekend, I mean, they played UAB. I mean, again, like you're not really expecting that. Like, like Georgia's schedule is just like, when are they going to play like a real team? Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't add up here. Like I know like South Carolina's an SEC team, but it's just like, okay, like you're not, they haven't, they're not going to be playing like Alabama or um, LSU or, you know, even Texas A&M looked improved, although they just lost their their starting quarterback. So yeah. we'll see about that. But I mean, you know, Florida looks a little improved. So we'll, I guess we, they play them in the, the large cocktail party. Um, you know, Tennessee is they're okay, but as we talked about, Dave, they're, they were going to take a little bit of a step back without you, um, Hendon Hooker. You called and that. We saw that. Yeah, yeah. And we saw that at the um, in the Florida game. So not too many like games where they're going to be like really really tested here yeah. uh, until maybe the the cha- the title game so they can kind of sleepwalk through this and, and just you know they're going to be up there yeah. so and they just got it's like a two game season basically they they go at Tennessee like we talked about they go at Tennessee and then like the SEC championship game it's basically it pretty much um Florida's an interesting case. Like, I, I knew they were going to have a letdown, and they surely did. Like, they, their office yeah. really didn't do much at all against Charlotte. Um, yeah, the fighting Biff Pogies. What, you know, that, that guy, he's, he's, yeah. he's crazy. But, hey, they, they played hard. And, yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a pretty big letdown spot. And, you know, they just kind of got through it. It was a final score of 21 to 7 or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Yeah, it was just a kind of a win and move on game, and they got they got Kentucky with for SEC play this week, so they were they were clearly getting ready for that game. What'd you take on Kentucky so far? Because they they've been off to they're undefeated too, and it's it's I haven't really seen them much. I mean, what do you think of them? Well, it's because of their schedule. They played two MAC teams, Eastern uh, Kentucky and, and Vanderbilt, so like you really don't know anything about them just yet. <laughs> so okay, they play home to Florida this week, so that'll be the first kind of you know, litmus test of where they are as a group. I yeah. mean, just going by the stats, like Devin Leary has played well, but again, like the competition hasn't been, hasn't been great. Like I thought that was a good spot for Vandy to cover mm-hmm. potentially. And they, they are just, they are bad. Oh, that stinks. Yeah. Cause everybody thought that Vandy was starting to like make some noise and, and they have really fallen on hard times recently. I've noticed that too. It's kind yeah, of like... I saw them in, at the game against UNLV in mm-hmm. Vegas. Oh my goodness, it was <laughs> it was a wild game. I mean, they yeah. lost forty to thirty seven, but like it was back and forth, and like there's a bunch of turnovers, and like each you thought each team was going to win the game at the end, and then Vanderbilt missed like a thirty yard field goal, and UNLV goes right down the field, and then they got a field goal of their own as time expired. It, it was crazy, but yeah, the Vanderbilt people like. That were kind of sitting in my section. They were just like losing their minds. Like, how can we lose to this shit team? But hey, like they, <laughs> they certainly deserved it the way they played. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, maybe get comment a couple other things. So yeah, Ryan Day is tough to take. Like, like he's out there saying like no one will question. Yeah, you can't question me. I'm like, yes, I can. Your play calling stinks. Like, it's so bad. Like, I. It's so frustrating to see that team at the end of a game. They just cannot make, they cannot, they're so terrible at clock management. Like, it's just such a horribly coached coach team when it comes to execution. Like, like you said, like their offense is extremely underwhelming. It's just one of those things. It's like kind of like Georgia. It's like they're going to have enough wins to stay to like win the Big Ten. And if they, I, it's an interesting comment you made that you think that Michigan's going to steamroll. That's a very interesting comment. I, I'm, that'll be interesting to see. I definitely would take Michigan in that matchup. We're looking way ahead, but like 
I would totally yeah. take Michigan in that game. Well, Penn State might steamroll them too. I mean, they're yeah. looking really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I granted they played they played Iowa, who couldn't <laughs> score. Like there was no no defenders on the field. But granted, <laughs> I mean that was that was rough. I think the, I was looking at the box where yeah. Iowa had like seventy five yards and like they like four first downs. Like how can it be this bad year after year after year at Iowa with their offense? And I don't know. Like, I, I know that like. Yeah, Brian Ferenc has to hit 25 points per game to get like some kind of contract extension or maybe like keep his job. But that's they got set back with this last game. That's for sure. Yeah, 100. percent I was gonna say like it looked like their offense was a little better this year. Like it was not terrible. It was like less than terrible. Like not good, but like better. <laughs> and then that happened. <laughs> yeah, that was just completely embarrassing. Yeah, on Saturday like just like. Yeah, I mean, you can't even get more than four first downs in a bit in like a conference game. Like that's that's really bad. I don't understand why CBS moved their top team to that game. That startles me. Like I thought for sure they were going to be the Bama yeah. game. I, they, they must be getting ready for like the transition next year, so they're kind of like preparing viewers for it. That's that's the only thing I can think of yeah. at this point. Well, it's prime time too, but it's still it's just kind of like really, guys. Like you wanted to watch an Iowa. But you're right. That's kind of that's the future of CBS sport of CBS college football. Yeah. It's kind of yeah, a- and NBC getting all these just hideous Big Ten games. <laughs> like it's just there's three teams that are worth anything like Michigan, <laughs> Penn State, and Ohio State. If you don't have them, you have like nothing. So like I think we're getting like Illinois, Purdue this weekend, mm. or I don't even know. Like it's just it's a it's a shit game. Yeah, it really um, is. So I guess that's why like okay, you add USC, Washington. Uh, UCLA and Oregon, I guess you get some more interesting matchups, but like if those two those teams can't play each other every week, so like yeah. you're gonna get, you know, your UCLA Iowa game. Like I don't think anyone's really tuning into that. You know, it's just it's just it's just sad. Like we said, like the Pac twelve, like they're certainly going out with a bang this yeah. year. So that, I'm I'm actually, I'm glad for that at least. I am too. Um staying in the Pac twelve, I I was really disappointed in Utah's offense. Like I was shocked. Like their first touchdown was on the very like I feel like it was the first play from scrimmage for UCLA. Yeah. It was a kick, uh, pick six from uh, Utah. They scored one touchdown the rest of the entire game. That's really disappointing at home. Like I know. Yeah. Well, Cam Rising is still out. Yeah. Right, right. 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 You know they've been playing games every week, like whether he's playing or not. Clearly, he's like still like not ready to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and their defense is just carrying them. But if if Rising is still out, like I said, like I think they're going to take a loss at Oregon State. This Friday night, like I think that's a. Oh, a, you're a calling for the loss. I didn't. I didn't catch yeah. that. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh wow. If I'm I'm calling for Oregon State to win that one Ooh. on Friday. Yeah, they're favorite too. You're right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a. That's a really big. I was just going to ask you that. Like, do you think so? You're. Do you feel like that's going to be that he's not? Oh, Andy's here. It's nice. But did but just well, I'll give it to you to answer this. But do you yeah. think that Cam will? Are you feeling like it's it's more likely he will not play this game? I'm thinking no, just by yeah. the way that they play these games. But who knows? Like he could, like I remember last year, like everyone thought, like every, like there was no word about him being injured or anything. And like five minutes before the game, it was like, oh, Cam Rising's not playing. So yep. Whittingham plays these games with the quarterback. Honestly, even if he plays, he's probably not 100. percent And yep. Oregon State's defense is is tremendous, and they have that great home field advantage. And coming off a loss against. Um, Washington State, I think they're going to be ready to go, and I, I like them rising or not. Like I'll, I'll lay the three and a half with Oregon State. So I I 
I like it. I like it. I, I'm, let's go ahead and bring Andy the program. Just give me a second here to just push all the buttons to make that happen. Um, but I, and I, by the way, for what it's worth, I did look at that that spread. I did like Washington State in that game too. I'm like, you know, this is a good spot for the home team here. They're getting points at home. Like it made a lot of sense. Um, all right, Andy in Seattle is joining us on the program. How, Andy, so good to see you again. How's it going? Let's see if Andy's ready. Oh, Andy's not ready yet. Okay. Andy should be ready any moment now. Let me just correct a thing over here, and we'll go ahead and bring in our friend. What up, Andy? It's been a minute. How you been? Oh yeah, it's been a minute. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty angry about certain, certain bets, certain things. But we're <laughs> we're here. We're here. Wait, what do you um, what do you want tonight though? Like, there's no there's no football. Like, is it? Is well, baseball? the fucking Red Sox are a bunch of fucking things. I can't say. But I will. Uh, <laughs> I won't be that derogatory, but I, I kind of am. Those fucking pieces of shit, those frugal losers. Uh, I had a bet with them to win more than 78 and a half games, so that means they got to go 79 and 83. They were six. They were 72 and 66. They were 69 and 60. And these oh, fucking losers, these those fucking losers have played September worse than, I don't know, some people like to argue about 12 cents at Chinese restaurants, but... <laughs> Uh, they are just an absolute anchor. They are an absolute oh, anchor. Rough. They're not, they're not, they're not yeah. going to fucking get to 79.83. They're a bunch of fucking losers and chain bloom. They have the stench of chain bloom on their everywhere. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm pissed because <laughs> all they had to do was play. All they had to do was win seven out of their last 24 ball games uh, through 138 games of the year. That's that's Oakland A's pace, and they're, they're, they're not. They're really? worse than Oh yeah, man, is it too late yeah. now, or is this like is no, it? No, they gotta go. They they gotta go three and one in their last. Four, oh boy, that's not, that's not gonna happen. That's rough. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, they're a bunch of losers. They're a bunch of bums. And if anyone defends Chain Bloom, they're bums too. So yeah, but college football's fun. NFL's fun. Yeah, and we need the Mariners to win tonight too. So there, okay. there's a lot. I'm, I'm, and then we're rooting for Europe in the Ryder Cup. I'm, I'm thinking. John I, I'm not surprised at even a, a little bit. <laughs> you, we were talking about that in our last golf show. We were like all we were all in on Europe, right? So like, let's let's go. Yeah, I, I'm like, I don't know. This this U.S. team is just really tough to take. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can't we're, do it. Can't disagree. Can't disagree. Andy, we just recapped the college segment, but we'd love to give it to you for some quick hitters in last week's college action. Yeah, I mean, I got admit, I was, uh, I didn't get to watch as much as I thought. I had, I had some, I had my mom visiting in town, so I had to kind of be present. Which kind of, what are you gonna do? You got, you got one mother. Although now, I guess technically you could have. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I didn't get to watch as much football as I thought I would or would have if I didn't have company in the mix. But I, I watched the entire Florida State, Clemson game. Uh, John was talking to John off the program, obviously, and he took Clemson. And you know, like I, I hated, I hate Dabo, so I could not take Clemson. Um, but after watching that game, you know, I, I, neither team arguably deserved to win. I mean, I, I don't know why Clemson didn't just stick with like their all-American kicker. I know he had been struggling, but this idea to bring in this guy that really hadn't kicked before that was like studying to become a LT finance guy and have him kick instead was uh, that obviously backfired. Um, no one wanted to win at the end of regulation. 
the play calling all throughout the second half was suspect on both sides. And obviously in overtime, when Clemson had third and one and fourth and one, and uh, that third and one play, just you're overthinking it, Davo. So, uh, you know, Florida State, I know this program has been high on, or, you know, we've known the Florida State coach back when he was uh, the Memphis coach. And, you know, he has some warts, but he, he, he has Florida State in position to be in position. Uh, their secondary can be attacked, though, as, as John mentioned off the program. Like the fact that BC was going up and down the field, they're going to have to shore that up. Uh, but they, Florida State's got some great receivers, and they play in a pretty lousy conference. So as long they've already taken care of business at Clemson, so and if they beat Florida in the swamp Thanksgiving weekend, like they they should be in the playoff mix, you know, in, in two months' time. Uh, that was a very good game. Um, you know, that Ohio State-Notre Dame game, uh, I had Ohio State minus three, so that felt like kissing your cousin because uh, they, they were up 10. They had control of that game. I tell you what killed them even though they end up winning that game, that stupid fat offensive lineman flopping on a 10-yard game that that basically took the wind out of your sails. You guys remember that play. But um, the offensive lineman taking a flop and, and wiping out a first down and instead sending them back 15 yards basically gave Notre Dame uh, the momentum that they so desperately needed all throughout that game. And then, you know, classic Ohio State, classic Notre Dame not being able to get you know, finish and Ohio State wins on the last play of the game. Now, I don't know if our friend, a couple quickies, is out there uh, trying to find a way for Notre Dame to somehow get into that playoff. I know Mike's not on the program tonight, but uh, all kidding aside, um, yeah, I don't think Notre Dame has any chance to get in the playoff at this point. I think their schedule's too soft, and there's too many teams that are currently undefeated, so they'd have to leapfrog a bunch. Um, Alabama, you know, they're saying Saban is just going to focus on his defense and just just try to win ugly. Uh, that was a, you know, I don't know what you want to call it, not a revenge game, not a – but obviously there's no love loss between Lane and, and Nick, so I did take Alabama in that game. So we got – we were fortunate there. Um I don't think Iowa, Penn State deserves any sort of talk, but I don't know why I was such a fool to take Iowa getting the 14 and a half. And Iowa does what Iowa does. They don't score. They don't score. And James Franklin does what he does. But mm -hmm. I, I can't. I just wait for whenever Penn State loses a game because I, I can't stand James Franklin. Um, let's see. Let me pull up the what other stuff. I'm sure John already glossed over the highlights very disappointing effort from your usc school though dave yeah um, not coming i uh i did not see it coming because they had been running it up on everyone even uh yeah we haven't had a show in a while so you know dave lane um uh lincoln riley's very tough to take i know he's probably doing it for style points but you know in week zero throwing it on the last uh, play the last drive of the game against San Jose State just to get this backup quarterback. They were literally throwing the ball with uh, less than a minute left, and you know San Jose State was just 
barely trying to cover it. And I'm sure John I think I was on that. Like, I was Riley. mad too. <laughs> Riley, absolute piece of shit. And he called – so eventually they turned it over on downs and they called a timeout because San Jose State was going to throw a Hail Mary. And Lincoln Riley called a timeout just so he could get his Hail Mary defense in. I mean, would you please uh, – that's tough to take. So, yeah. But I know they have just been covering and, and just absolutely pulverizing these teams. And so – and Arizona State had looked so bad against Fresno State the week before. They got they got Dusek. So I'm like, I'm gonna take USC because they're gonna have style points. And that there was early, there was a clip earlier in the week of the Arizona State coach just so out of his element, just doing this ooga booga routine, almost like a Rex a uh, Herm Edwins who played to win the game. But he was like, if you're, if you're not coaching to win the game, then why are you out here? And I'm just like, this guy looks out of his element. But I guess Arizona State was doing all sorts of trick plays, halfback passes, and getting away with it. And so, yeah, they, they hung on, and, and they covered, obviously. But um, what was I trying to say? So, yeah, USC, they did not look impressive. And, um, you know, but I do think they'll have their way with Colorado. I know it's like a – it'll be a 9 a.m. start California time for them because they're playing at uh, 10 o'clock Boulder time for the, for the noon East Coast window. And we could talk about Pac-12 at some point, too. I know I'm just kind of all over the place, but all these people that are complaining about, you know, oh, why is Washington playing at 7.30? Like, get used to these 7.30 starts. What do you think? If it's USC, dub Pac, or USC, dub Big Ten in 2025, they're playing that game, you know, 10.30 East Coast time. The whole point of this Big Ten situation, poaching all these West Coast teams, is so they can have their product on from – uh, 12 noon on a Saturday to 1 a.m. Sunday early morning. So you're going to have your traditional Northwestern Maryland noon games, and you're going to have Washington, USC. Th- those games are playing at night. I, and if I'm wrong, funhousing, but those games are going to be on at night. So they, the Big Ten can have their product basically all day on Saturday. That's that's just my opinion. But um, there's another game, another game. Oh, yeah, uh, Oregon State, Washington State. I'm actually I'm rooting for both those schools just because it's like Washington State versus everyone else, Oregon State versus everyone else because you know they got left out of the Big Twelve, Pac twelve expansion. And um I did take Oregon giving the twenty one to Colorado. You know, it's not like I hate Dion, but you know, those games like handicappers with these Colorado games have just been out of control. Like one week they're getting 21, one week they're giving 23, the next week they're getting 21. And I don't, I haven't even looked at the USC line. So, you know, I, I didn't think Colorado was going to go 10 and two or 11, one or even nine and three, but they'll probably get to seven and five and get to a bowl game. And Dion's doing his thing. I, you know, I kind of like what Dion does because he's upsetting like the plods of the world, like the, like, College sports should be clean. It's never been clean. So, like, Dion's just kind of taking advantage of the current situation that we're in. And uh, Liberty did what Liberty needs to do. That's, you know, neither here nor there. But we're just kind of looking for a team from the non-power conferences to, to rise. And I don't know who it's going to be. And Wyoming won a crazy game again. Shades of that Texas Tech game. It was a good week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sorry if I'm redundant or just kind of going everywhere. But I, I really didn't know what you guys were talking about. No worries. I, no I worries. Right. I mean, it's crazy that 
uh, we're already, you know, I know September 30th is still September, but it's almost like the first week of October. But, you know, teams are going to be like, you know, a third to 38% done with their season. Uh, it's just so crazy how fast the college season goes. It really does. say it every year, but it, it's yeah. true. Oh, 100%. Um, no, I, I think you, you've hit on pretty much everything there, Ianni. I love it. Um, Texas was under. Wait, am I, am, I, am I in the right spot? No, let's well, not. Texas get, killed Baylor. Yeah, no, well, no Baylor. I'm thinking a week earlier when they were hanging. Yeah, out no, they, yeah. The, I'm, I'm like I'm an idiot. Like Wyoming that past week was like one of the best bets of the week, and like I only put like a unit on it because they were coming off that Bama game, and like Wyoming is a good team. Like they have a really good defense, so you knew they would be able to just kind of hang around for a bit. And I think it was like 10-10 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. It was wild. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I messed up not going heavier on that game, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, we'll, we'll see about Texas. You know, yeah. Texas and, and I think Oklahoma is kind of fraudulent too. So there's definitely room for somewhere in the Big Twelve to to kind Absolutely. of rise up. Um, it, I guess that's another game we didn't touch on, like Oklahoma Cincinnati. Now I had Cincinnati plus fourteen, so I got a push on it. But like they they completely messed up in the red zone like multiple times. Like it they could have easily at least had had that game tied. Um, Oklahoma had been beating up on like you know. You know, Arkansas State is making Butch Jones cry on the sideline. It's like 73 to nothing. You know, mm-hmm. they're beating up on Tulsa, who's just a horrible team. The one, like, okay team they played was SMU. And they it was like, again, it was a game in the fourth quarter. And then this Cincinnati game wasn't impressive at all. So I'm still holding back on both Texas and Oklahoma. So we'll see maybe if, like, you know, Kansas State can get up in the Knicks again. Um, they seem like they have a solid, uh, solid team again for this year. So the, the Big 12 race will be – um, will be interesting for sure, and I, and, I, and one other thing I'll mention. Um, so you know we usually have the action in at uh, November. Well, next week we start the Conference USA action on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. So we're going to get some interesting matchups. If you haven't been following Sam Houston State, they're the new team to the FBS this year. Well, um, they've scored one touchdown in three games. They scored zero, three, and then seven points so far this year. So. Um, that's going to be a, a fun watch to see them on national TV over the next month. One last question before we go to this week's action. I've been told that Ohio is a wagon this year. Are you buying into the Ohio as a wagon? Yeah, yeah they. I don't know wagon. I'll, you, I'll, John, John can go first. I'll yeah, go. I'm not going to say wagon. I mean, they're a good team <laughs> because if they were a wagon, they would have won on at San Diego State in Week Zero. That mm-hmm. game annoys the hell out of me. Like, I know Rourke got hurt, but still, that San Diego State team is not good. And they should have been able to hang with them. Like, I know they beat Iowa State, but Iowa State is, you know, they're really down because of the whole the gambling thing. And they got, like, their, they lost a bunch of players and Campbell's a buffoon. So, like, I'm not counting that <laughs> as a great win. So, yeah. yes and no. Like, yeah, they're a good team, but I'm not going to classify them as, like, a wagon just yet. Okay. Yep. Yeah, wagon wagon is too high of a term to give them. I would say they are they are like I don't know how to describe them. They're definitely not as uh, enticing and sexy as UTSA has been in the last two years. Right. This year, not included. Mm-hmm. Frank Martin, you know, Frank Martin is obviously banged up, um, but they are, and they're not as sexy as. Coastal Carolina has been with Grayson McCall, but that the Rourke family is strong in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very bitter with that week zero game, San Diego State. They should have yeah. won that game even with the backup. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. 
Yeah, but Rourke, like they'll be they 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 have no excuse not to dominate Maxion for the next, you know, seven weeks or so. Hey, John, do you already have a money line parlay with uh, Jacksonville State in Western Kentucky tomorrow? <laughs> no, it's Jacksonville and uh, Sam Houston tomorrow. So that's right. So, but uh, I think. Western Kentucky is also playing. Oh so. yeah, they're playing. Uh, yeah, they're playing Middle Tennessee. Yes, yeah, so we get an early preview of like all the the CUSA games, basically. Ooh. And, and Dave, I guess to like wagon would be Washington. Like they're a wagon. Right yeah, that that's so that's wagon run all over. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, they have killed everybody. I'm so impressed yeah. with that team. So wa- Washington, you have to actually sweat out that cover at the end because they they almost like they scored too many points in the first half. Because uh, in the first quarter they got a offensive touchdown, a special mm-hmm. teams touchdown, and a defensive touchdown, and then so Penix didn't even play in the second half. And Cal, Cal basically was at the Washington. They were in the red zone with like 20 seconds left, and they were just running it. And the uh, Washington had like their third string defense. I'm like, this is gonna be a terrible beat. And then, uh, but Cal, uh, they didn't they didn't try to cover. Like they could have probably called the timeout and run the cover play, but. But they did. Some other coaches would have, but mm-hmm. they didn't. But that yeah. was way too much of a sweat. I see. For I see. What it was. How much was that line again? It was like it was like in the thirties, right? Like thirty or 20, uh, 20? 20 and a half. Oh, okay, twenty and a half. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess I did get it close. I didn't realize that. Okay. All right, so let's go with this week's action. We have brand new slides for this season. I'm very excited. So let's take a look. Um, let me just cue these up, and then we'll be ready to go. Give me a second here, and da da da. Ah, new slide. Check it out. So here's our schedule for um, this weekend. I mean, and it, it kicks off with a bang. Like uh, John made a reference to this earlier in the in the program. Um, we have Oregon versus um, Oregon and Utah versus Oregon State. And John's already calling for the outright win for for outright upset for um, Oregon State. So that's a that's an interesting one to track. We have USC versus Colorado, which really shouldn't be a featured game, but because it's prime and because of how they've started. It's going to be a really fun spectacle. It'll be a really great setup. It's a really early kickoff. In Denver, it's only going to be 10 a.m. So it's going to be... I think they'll be bringing bring it anyway. But it, I do think that's a very interesting spot for Fox. I like the call anyway. Um, we're going to see. By the way, the line of that game is like 21 and a half. For USC, is giving 21 and a half in that one. I put Georgia-Auburn in there because Georgia has just not looked good. This year yet and i'm very curious to see if they're going to be able to take care of business there at jordan Hare. like that's a really interesting call number 24 versus number three texas kind of same scenario i wonder which team's going to step up over here and then notre dame after coming off a loss can they somehow manage to beat duke on the road duke already had the outright win over clemson to start the year so they've had some quality wins to begin the season already so it's really these are some very fascinating matchups and i'm sure there's other things you guys will want to get into as well but uh, let's go back to John. What do you think about the featured games this week? John? Do I have you? Oh, sorry. My, my internet's like going in and out. So oh, okay. my apologies if you can't uh, hear or get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, so I saw your list, Dave. So, yeah, I called for the um, the outright upset with Oregon State. I'll stick by that. Mm-hmm. prediction i just think it's a great spot for them rising or no rising like utah's offense has not been great um you know oregon state's just dominated at home like i'm, I'm just you know i don't know who, how like how many points are going to be scored like the under is probably a good bet too this will probably be like a 20 to 10 game 17 to 10 
like Oregon State, like just take it. Like I'm, I'll, I'll lay the three and a half, maybe parlay the money line with something else you like. But um, I'm going to take Oregon State in this matchup. Um, USC, Colorado. Um, I don't know. I could see this playing out similar to kind of like the or- the Arizona State game, like I kind of said before. Like Colorado will score enough to hang around and like get a cover. Like the back door will be wide open in this one for sure. Um, so my inclination with this game would be to take Colorado getting the 21 and a half points. I mean, you know, Arizona State the week before had eight turnovers. Like Drew Pine looked like he could not play quarterback at all against um, Fresno. And he looked pretty competent against USC. So, like, I think Shadur Sanders can at least put up some points here and, and stay within the numbers. So um, I'll take Colorado there spread. Um Georgia, I think I actually probably roll Auburn. I mean, Auburn does not have an offense or a quarterback at this point. I, you know, it's going to take Hugh Freeze a little bit of time, but they, they just, they're not a, like they almost lost at Cal. Like they should have lost to Cal a, a couple weeks ago. Um, they really don't have much of an of attack. I know Georgia has been kind of struggling um, on offense. I know it's, it's kind of funny. Like you wouldn't have thought, like obviously CJ Stroud is a top pick. So you can see why like Ohio State production is down a little bit with McCord, but you would have never thought that Georgia was like missing Stetson Bennett, but clearly they are uh, at this point. Like Beck hasn't, you know, they haven't been like quite as explosive um, on offense as, as they were, but you know, they're, they're, they're making enough, they're doing enough to win. Um, but yeah, I think they'll probably, they'll just use their defense and just maybe they'll win this game like 24 to nothing or something against Auburn. Like, I don't think it'll be much of a game. Um, so we'll take them with the, with the cover um yeah kansas and texas is really interesting like kansas's offense can play with anybody in the country in my opinion but the problem is they have to play defense too so um i think this is probably a good over bet um i know texas like we said i'm still not quite sold on them uh but not quite sure about the spread i think texas will win but i think there'll be a decent amount of points in this game i don't know that's a problem the games on your list like this is the one like i'm not the most sure of um, I could see it going mm-hmm. either way. If I had to pick, I'd probably take Kansas with the points just because, you know, of their program and, and, and like their offense that they have, but not entirely sure here. Um, and then your last game, I mean, you got to fade Notre Dame coming after after that, that game against Ohio State, like laying five and a half on the road. Like Duke is a really solid team. Now, granted, they beat up on my, my poor Huskies are not having a great season. Um, they really beat – shit out of them but still like they're just very impressive on defense like riley leonard is going to be one of the top quarterbacks taken in the draft next year they're just a solid solid team and you saw it the opening night against as against clemson um so yeah give me duke plus five and a half at home all day long i'll take that um so that's your 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 uh your featured list i mean i guess i'll point out a couple other games here so yeah we mentioned the the thrilling slate tomorrow night should be fun. So we got Temple and Tulsa, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky, and Jacksonville State and Sam Houston. So if you don't want to watch the Packers and Lions, you know, you can have some college football on. Me, I'll try <laughs> to watch. Obviously, as a Green Bay fan, I'll be more focused on the NFL game, but I'll be getting a little little piece of all those games. So we'll, we'll try to find some winners with those. Um, Friday night schedule is great. Like we mentioned, the Utah-Oregon State game, but – you also have Louisville at NC State, um, Louisiana Tech at UTEP for a, another great Conference USA matchup. And um, I think there's a Mountain West game as well, 
it's uh, no another Big Twelve, Cincinnati BYU. So hey, that's that is a great Friday night schedule of college football. So we we are there for all four of those uh, all four of those games. Um, yeah, and then on Saturday, a couple other games I guess to point out. Uh, Texas A&M and Arkansas does their usual neutral site game at, at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. Uh, Arkansas hasn't been very good, but they just hung with LSU, and now the news today that Wegman is missing the year for Texas A&M, it leads me to believe I might want to get both Arkansas getting the points here. I feel like these two teams play crazy games in that stadium every year, so maybe we'll ride with Arkansas plus six there. Um we mentioned Florida, Kentucky. That's like a pure toss-up game. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Uh, like oh, yeah. I said, Kentucky hasn't hasn't played anybody. Um, yeah, Clemson at Syracuse. But Syracuse actually has looked really good. Like, give me the excuse at home, getting the points. Like, Clemson's going to be just devastated after that loss. And Syracuse has always given them problems, even when they were good. Yep. You know, Syracuse has beaten them, like, in, the, in that dome. So, um, we'll stick with that trend. I'll, I'll go with Clemson. I'm sorry, Syracuse. They're getting points. Um, we mentioned Texas and Kansas. Um, UCF, their first ever Big 12 home game. They're laying 11 and a half to Baylor, who just looks like a complete dumpster fire right now. So I'll probably lay the points there with with Malzahn uh, to run up the score. Hopefully Plumlee's back, but they, their backup seems to, to be competent enough. Like they were with Kansas State. For most of the game last week, so we'll probably, probably lay that with UCF. Um, you know, we talked about Georgia and Auburn, um, Boise State and Memphis is a, kind of an interesting like group of five matchup. Uh, I'll take Memphis at home. I don't not like this Boise team at all. Um, so we'll, we'll lay the points there with Memphis at home. Um, LSU at Ole Miss. Now this is a very interesting game because LSU's defense has been very very poor this year. And Ole Miss coming off that Bama loss, LSU minus two and a half. That feels like such a trap line. Like I do not know what to do with this game. Maybe the over. It's high. It's sixty-seven, but I don't see how either defense is going to stop stop these offenses. Honestly, um, but I, I I don't know. I'll have to think about that one. But that's a, that's a tricky game. Yeah. Um, we talked about Notre Dame and Duke, Alabama on the road at Mississippi State, laying fourteen and a half. That's it's tricky. I know Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah, I know Mississippi State is down this year, but can we really trust Alabama right now laying 14 and a half on the road? Like, I can't do it. I, I can't get there. Um, and then Washington laying 19 and a half at Arizona. I'll probably take the home dog there, too. Like, I know Washington's been steamrolling these teams, but Arizona's been solid. Like, Jaden Delora, they got they got something building there. So I'll probably take the points there with the, with the home dog. Um, there's a bunch of other games that we could mention, like, you know, you know, conference play starts for a bunch of leagues this week. Like, you know, the, the Mac um, gets some action and Saturday action, um, some other Big 12 games. So any other games that you want some thoughts on, I'll give you I'll give you one other play. Um, it will be a Mac game. We're going to take Akron laying two and a half to Buffalo. Buffalo might be the worst team, one of the worst teams in college football this year. They've just been completely non-competitive. And, you know, their offense is horrible. Their defense is horrible. Akron's improving a little bit. They almost beat Indiana on the road last week, and they outgained them by like 200 yards. So it was just like turnovers and stuff that that was their downfall. They lost in overtime, actually. So we'll take Akron in the rare time that they're laying points, uh, minus two and a half um, against Buffalo for some early action 
uh, on a Saturday afternoon. So you got to love that. You got to love the full schedule of games. So that would be the perfect game for tonight, but hey, the action doesn't start till till November. Oh uh, yeah, we're a little bit off from there, from there. Now I'm looking. I'm trying to look for the um, <clears throat> Ohio's game. Just seeing if they're playing this week. I, I can't tell if they're playing. I can't. Looking... I don't know if they are this week. Yeah. actually, I think they might be on a bye. Okay. All right. So let's go to Andy. Let's get your thoughts on this week's action as well. Yeah, that's a great rundown. A good summary of all the degenerate action. My first world problem. I got my uh, summer golf league. The uh, like our final tournament is Saturday. It's actually Friday and Saturday. Uh, Saturday format is a two-man scramble, so I will be kind of out of the mix until the late games. But we'll just make all the bets mm-hmm. Saturday morning. But one game that John didn't mention is the uh, Trent Dilfer at Tulane. So <laughs> uh, if you have a if you have a reminder to fade Dilfer. And you have extra reason to fade Dilfer because it's uh, it's Willie Fritz. Yep. I, now, now Pratt might still be hurt, so keep an eye on that. But I think their backup quarterback's pretty good too. I'm still bitter with uh, that game against Ole Miss. They should have covered that game. Fuck. I think that was week two. Um, I had two. Two of my games that I lost were on the bad beat segment. That's that was great. That, and, and oh that, no! That was the same. Yeah, that was the same week as the uh, Baylor Texas Tech nonsense. Oh my god! Yeah, Oregon Texas Tech. Don't get me started on that. That was just disgusting. Oh, yeah. sorry. Too soon, but yeah, like long term, I was like, let's just get these bad beats over with in September. So when our bowl season comes around, Christmas time, we're not totally like getting it. You know, getting coal up the you know what. But uh, anyway. Uh, UAB, Tulane, I agree. Uh, I feel like Syracuse and Clemson, Syracuse always kind of plays them tight, so I'm in alignment with John there. Uh, Florida, Kentucky, you know, I was going to say, well, Florida might still be sky high over that win with Tennessee, but uh, they did have the Charlotte game in between, so that'll be a toss-up. I, It's one of those, like, right now I'm looking at Kentucky's favored by one and a half over they're at home unranked but you know 22 i mean is florida like that's it's just peripheral stuff so if i had to play it now i I probably would go with uh the gators actually you know be the fall for that trap now what's funny about a&m arkansas again when i when i was able to watch tv on uh, saturday morning in addition to that florida state game i was watching way too much of that a&m auburn game and when wegman got hurt for some reason, like AM played better. And I don't know if that's because Max Johnson, Brad Johnson's son, is actually a better thrower than Wegman. So I don't know. But uh, I probably will take uh, Pittman, Arkansas at home. Uh, just taking out the players, taking out injuries, I would rather take Pittman over Jimbo. So that's just like a Mongo analysis there. Sign me up for uh, the Razorbacks. Yeah, the Friday slate is an absolute. It's a degenerate uh, buffet. Um, I could, I can see myself already taking North Carolina State, Oregon State, 
God help me with UTEP and uh, undec- probably because I hate BYU. I'll probably take Cincinnati, even though the game I can't do it with UTEP anymore. I'm out. I, <laughs> I, I, I did it one more time with against UNLV. Like that was the perfect game to get UNLV after the Vandy win, and they just they laid a complete egg. So I'm done. Give me. I'll take La Tech for this La Tech. One. Yeah, it's funny because <laughs> both those schools played in Week Zero, and it's sad that we remember. Well, there's only a few teams that play Week Zero, but I remember both those schools were involved. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll change our mind on that game. But yeah, um, I, I agree with you guys. I think Duke. I would take Duke in that Notre Dame game. I would take Arizona versus UW. Now, usually UW struggles against Arizona State down there. I'm not. I don't have the stats in front of me when it's UW Arizona, but yeah, they, their coach is a Belichick disciple, uh, Judd Fish, and Delora. You know, he's not a good guy. He he's had some troubles off the field, and he's very reckless. With he's very reckless. He's almost like a. Uh, he's got Stephen Garcia vibes. You know, just like some good, some bad. He's got to deal with both, but. Um, I'd probably take Arizona in that game. Uh, Kansas, Texas. Yeah, I mean, that's a. I'm looking at the line right now. Texas is giving 16 and a half. I'll just take. I'll blindly take Kansas. Bad defense, be damned. I think Jalen Bean, whatever. I think it's Jalen Bean. Will Jaden Bean will 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 do enough uh, offensively to to hang around. That's a ton of points. Now, uh, Houston, Texas Tech, that's on FS2 like Mike used to be halfway through that program. Talk about two schools that are just totally underwhelming um, compared to their preseason expectations. That is just buffoon versus buffoon. I'll probably – I don't know who to take in that one. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why I even mentioned that game, but we're just (laughs) kind of going through it. I mean, it's on Fox Sports too, so – it's on. And then, uh, the Texas Tech hype train has like gone off the tracks very early this year. Like people were hyping them up, and they're like they're done at this point. Yeah, yep. that Oregon game could not have been. Yep. I mean, the air might have just gone out with that season when that happened. They're up. I think they're up nine with like six minutes left. You gotta you gotta take home that game. Um, yeah, LSU Ole Miss. That's a pretty good game. Um, God, Lane versus. Versus, versus Brian Kelly. I mean, that's that's not quite must-watch television, but it's pretty damn close. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I would probably have to take Lane Kiffin in that spot. I don't know. I don't know. That's really – yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I, I'm just going to go to the wire for me. Like, it just – it's just hanging that minus two and a half out there. Where, oh, yeah, Brian Kelly and his family only to win by a field goal. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just, tricky. You know, it's just – it's really tempting. They came up a close yeah. win against Arkansas, too. So, it's like I'm not sure what the metric there is for me. Like, that's a tough call too, for me, too. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And then lastly, a um – a sneaky game under the radar on mm-hmm. the NFL Network is Coastal Carolina versus Georgia Southern. Now you're like, why is that a sneaky game? I, I mean, because it's it's two teams that are going to be bowling, and you want to kind of pay attention. So, uh, yeah, yeah, some good Sun Belt games this week. Sun Belt, like they're a really good conference. Troy and James Madison too. That's another sneaky under the radar game uh, mm-hmm. to, to follow. And then, oh, another another Mountain West sneaky game is San Diego State Air Force. When Air Force right now, if you look at Air Force's schedule, um, I mean they 
have all winnable games. So San Diego State, then when you hit October, home against Wyoming, at Navy, at Colorado State, then uh, hosting Army, at Hawaii, home against UNLV, and then the showdown at Boise Thanksgiving weekend. So a lot, you know, I'm sure John was, John definitely listened to the, you know, the Action Network podcast. I think a potential whiff was the Air Force win, win total. Because yeah. they're, unless they go, like, get hurt, like, 10 wins is easily attainable for them, 10 and 2. Did you say, I, did you say they play Wyoming? Because they always seem to, like, get messed up by their – their defense, like Wyoming, yeah. like has the has the capability to stop the option. You know yeah. that always gives them some trouble. October fourteenth at Air okay. Force. Okay, all right. Let's just at home this year. Yeah, Wyoming's got legit altitude, which yeah, uh, obviously. So they're always like, uh, well, last year I, th- I don't know why we're talking about this, but like I think it was Wyoming at Fresno. I think it might have been like Thanksgiving week, and I took. Wyoming and Fresno State absolutely killed them. Um, Hater was or Jake Hayner was back, but I think that so now Fresno, Fresno State's another surprise team. They're in the top twenty-five and they're playing Nevada. That's like a late-night CBS sports game. And they're Nevada is a dumpster fire. I mean that Nevada Utah State game, whatever that is, will be will be fun to watch. But uh, the uh, Fresno State, I think, will go to Wyoming this year and just out of principle i will take wyoming in that game with the altitude and the cold but you know what's funny the mountain west dave and you're like stop talking about the mountain west but no I no think, no I'm, I'm i'm down with it i love the mountain west i think the mountain west is, is pretty down this year with the exception yeah. to like fresno and air force and you know i never really we're never really high on boise even when boise is like nine and three or whatever so it'll be nice to see because we were all high on air force last year and they they didn't do what we thought we were going to do, but so maybe yeah. they're just a year behind from. Yeah, they lost a couple of close games, if I remember last year, and that kind of just like ruined their season. But even without their quarterback from last year, Daniels, he's gone. But this, like, they, the system is the system. They just plug new guys in there, and their defense is great, and they're just yeah. killing teams. So. Although having San Jose State on Friday, well, that did bother me because. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, fellas, I, I do want to point your, your attention to the total for this Air Force game. So we know the Air Force is one of the option teams, and San Diego State's been known for good defenses, although I don't know if that's true this year because um, they've no, been getting killed not. by everybody. 42.5 is the over-under. Um, I know Andy doesn't usually do over-unders, so I'll go to John first. Like, Where do you place that? Who do you think – where does that go, over or under that number? Over. San, uh, San Diego State, yeah. their, their defense is usually good. It's complete shit this year. They can't stop the run. As you saw last week, Air Force put up 40 on San Jose. Like they can do the same to San Diego State. So even if they get 35, you know, San Diego State can chip in 10. So yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, Andy, I don't know if you if you have an opinion on that, feel free to weigh in on that too. I would, I would, I, would, I won't play it, but if you know, gun to the head, I, I, I would take the over. Yeah. It's an interesting spread, you guys. Like I see ten and a half. I'm like, yeah, that's that's an interesting spot. I think you gotta. I'm with you guys though. I think I would go. I would lean Air Force in this one. Absolutely. It's just like they're home. They've just fallen on hard times. And can I get a really good call on, on, on Boise too? They just don't look right. They look completely different this year. 
Like, I thought Carolina. Can we? Do you have a moment to get into Coastal for a little bit? Like, I think your your guys are right. They're going to be fine. But I was a little disappointed. I'm not that surprised that they lost last week or their last game. But I'm kind of curious where they're going to go from there because um, definitely not the you know a little bit slower start than you would have imagined. I mean, losing at UCLA is not a big deal. But the other loss I was referring to was like. I was disappointed. What can I say? But do you still feel like those would be solid for a bowl? Georgia State was the play for sure last yeah. Thursday. I mean, made sense. Coastal, it's the coaching. I mean, the guy Chadwell is now at Liberty, and they're just killing it. Well, mm-hmm. you get this clown Tim Beck, like he's never like done anything as an offensive coordinator anywhere. Like you look at his stats, and it clearly shows. Like it's not the same, the same offense. So I'm yeah. not surprised that they're kind of struggling. I mean, they're still going to they'll be on your TV like on December 22nd and the. You know the Frisco Bowl or something, but they're not. You're, they're not a Sun Belt contender, in my opinion, this year. Can't disagree. Um, and you're right. Uh, Georgia State plus seven was a really good call for whoever had it. So, um, all right, let's move ahead to the NFL. I mean, oh, last que- last question. Yeah, go for it. Go uh, for it. For John, is James Madison still in the probation situation this year? Yes. Yeah, so they, yeah, so they can't play for the Sun Belt championship, but they are. They could go to a bowl game if, or what for if something happens if they need teams or whatever they they can go, they can go this year. Okay. Would this be the last year of that arrangement? Because like I believe so. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's a really good question, Andy. I was wondering about that too. Um, yeah, and so the newcomers this year too. Uh, Sam Houston's not getting anywhere close to a bowl, but like ja- Jacksonville, Jacksonville State, State could. They could, and they're gonna they're gonna go through the same shit. Like they're gonna be they're gonna be locked out this year. Ah. Uh. Yeah, stinks. Well, listen, I I think spending this much time in college is a really wise call because last week's NFL, mm, not really that great. Like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, there were a lot of blowouts. Did you? How many teams covered? I think I saw ten out of ten out of sixteen teams covered. Covered. I mean, ten out of sixteen favorites covered pretty easily actually um, last week. So really, not that exciting a week. And the games that were close weren't that good. Like. The Monday night games, for example, like that was tough to watch. It was tough to watch the Rams struggle to get a third down, like third and short. Well, they got screwed. They should that should have been a touchdown on the. Yeah. Oh, you caught that a touchdown? I don't know yeah. What the refs were looking at, like it looked like heck? he. Yeah, I agree. I think he was in. Like his foot was over the. Yeah, you're right. I, I'm surprised they called it that way. Good point. Um. But yeah, like just a lot of that. I and mean, I'm actually going to give it to you first for the for the NFL recap. I mean, I mean there were some good games. I mean, I just think like Chargers Vikings as an example is just like entertaining. It was just so much bad clock management at the end of that game for both teams. The play calling for San Diego, I mean, sorry, for the Chargers was just ridiculous. Like just I can't believe like I think if they lost the game, you kind of wonder if Staley's still coaching today. In that scenario, like, why would you go for it inside your own 28 when you're already up four points? Like, anyway, I'll give it to you for a recap. Um, so not, to, you know, I will be all about me. Yeah, like, I I had a better Sunday than Saturday just for gambling reasons. Oh, okay, like, okay. I had That's a fair. really good NFL day. Okay, but, all right. Uh, one of my, <laughs> I, my chicken shit bet. When um, the, the the worst bet that I didn't make, because I don't do a ton of live wagering, but when when Minnesota went up 24-21, like halfway through the fourth quarter, I was like, I, 
I have to bet San Diego. I have to bet LA live because there's going to be some more twisting and turning, but I, I got gun shy and, and, and it didn't, and didn't do it. But I mean, that was a, that was a referendum kind of like loser leaves town game two Oh and two team featuring two teams that had lofty expectations. You know, the chargers always are going to have high expectations because of their skill players on offense. And then Minnesota gets, you know, uh, I don't know if Minnesota gets respect per se, but they have talent on offense. Now, a lot of people that do pay attention to the NFL realize that uh, there's going to be some regression because they're not going to win all those one possession games like they did last year. But with both those teams being 0-2, that was a highlight game. Uh, so it was entertaining. Like if you're someone like Yachts, you're like, I don't want my games to be entertaining. I want my teams to win 35-3. But obviously if you're a Charger fan, that's never going to be the case because the Chargers are the Chargers. And they find new ways. It's the same script, but they, uh, the script gets different treatment every year. But it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just wild. Like nothing phases yeah. Yachts at this point. Um, so we were fortunate to have the Chargers. Um, yeah, you know, Seattle, Iron Eagle was in Seattle because that was one of those CBS games featuring two NFC teams, and Iron Eagle was there. Um, should have realized the redhead rifle would have used feline as a safety blanket, and he, he cleaned up. Um, I had a lot of fun betting against the uh, the Jets, I know John had the Pats as a lock too in the league, but you know, um, you know, my hot take on that game was like, man, the Patriots offense is still fucking horrendous. Now maybe Bill was like, we only need to go up 10 and we're fine. But I feel like Bill O'Brien went into like an absolute like snail mode way, way, way too early in that game. Um, but I think Belichick is just like, if we can hold, all we can do is hold the team to like, if, we, if our defense can hold the opponent to 17, like we might be able to win our fair share of games. But the way their offense is with like not a lot of skill players, not a lot of explosive plays, not a lot of speed, like everything has to be so perfect for them to not just get in the like, not to just score three when they get to the red zone, but just to get in the red zone takes time. It's if you ever have to rely on a Patriot team to score with urgency, I mean, it's like watching Northwestern try to move in a hurry up situation. It's just not who they are. So their defense just has to just, they ask so much out of that defense, but against the Jets, they get away with it because Kyle Wilson is just a total joke. But um, yeah, like not a good day for, uh, survivor pool people. I was already out in week one, but the Cowboys lost. Um, you know, the Ravens lost. The Jaguars lost. The Jaguars have just been a disappointment. What happened to Doug Peterson's nuts? Because, yeah, you can you can forgive them for losing to the Chiefs, but they they had the ball in like the Kansas city red zone multiple times in week two and came away with no points in all those times. So, and then, and then to lose to Houston at home 
And then I read out after the game, like Houston has their number for whatever reason, but um, that was a bad, bad loss by Jacksonville. And now I'm worried about their eight and a half over win total, but I took them because they're playing the AFC. They're in the AFC South and they're playing the NFC South. So that those are like six, nine, arguably winnable ball games, but uh, they have to, they need to write that ship. Um, the bears are a dumpster fire. The, uh, the saints Packers game was awfully interesting. Uh, car got hurt. Winston came in. Uh, Jordan love had a very good second half. Um, the lions did what they needed to do against the, the Falcons. Uh, oh yeah. Denver, Denver, we could pile on Sean Payton. Uh, now let's be honest. It's not like Nathaniel Hackett is Lombardi, but, Peyton, Peyton, like, dude, you're an ass clown. You've always been an ass clown. <laughs> and for you to make those comments in the summer about how the Denver job, the Denver team in 2022 was like one of the biggest disappointments ever. And careful now, careful now. You just gave up 70 points to Miami. And, um, you know, he's getting angry. He's getting snippy with the Denver press. Like, Denver fans do not care what – Ass clown did with the Saints, like so. He's not gonna get like any sort of like hall pass or anything like that. So that was fun to watch. Even even though I took the uh, Broncos like a fool, um, I knew I wasn't gonna win that bet. So I was like, let's just see how how bad seventy points in NFL crazy in an NFL game like does not happen. Like that <laughs> is that's Division One like first FCS school on September 11th. So um, yeah, it was fun to, fun to watch, but and yeah, in Dallas, I don't know why, like, why wouldn't I just do like Seattle, Seattle money line was minus minus one forty, and stupid me did a money line parlay with Seattle, uh, Dallas, oops. And, uh, in Kansas city. And that just made it into like plus one ten. Just take just take Seattle money line if you're gonna. I've done that the do more. Well, you took you know. took Arizona with the points too, though. It's like a, a bet, right? Yeah. So that's take what, oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh, I'll let John elaborate on some of the Sunday night mishaps, like because um, uh, in hindsight, the Steelers was the play. I took the Raiders. And uh, man, Bill, uh, Josh McDaniels, what what is he thinking? And um, yeah, Dave, it was a it was it wasn't like a crazy NFL week by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, those four o'clock games were an absolute disaster because you had a lot of the the big markets play on like Thursday. You know, San Francisco was playing on Thursday mm-hmm. against the Giants, and you had you know the Eagles and the Bengals on Monday. So. To borrow uh, Mad Dog's phrase, there's too many mouths to feed when you have to give a game to Amazon and the two Monday night games, and you got to make sure there's a decent game, Nance and Romo at 10 a.m. for us, and you got to give Fox a decent game, you know, if they have the the big window at 4:25. So yeah, Very it's much. gonna get worse when the buys happen. So. Oh man, good point. I mean, it's 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 only it's only. There's simple math. Like, there's only so many games you can have each week. They're not all going to be good, you know? 
So, and it just was bad luck. I mean, you know, Rodgers has a four-play career with the Jets, so that doesn't help that game. You know, it's it's just, it is what it is. Um, so let's go over to uh, John. Let's get your recap. And I do want to point out a couple upsets. So Andy's pointed out um, the Cowboys losing outright to Arizona, which was uh, kind of wild, although Arizona had been playing pretty well, if I may say so myself. Like, they were kind of in all these games. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And then the other one. Oh, and then in Baltimore. I mean, I keep yeah, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts, Colts beat the Ravens, and then the Jags lost to the Texans. Those are the three like big survivor pool, you know, upsets. So mm-hmm. I took Kansas City, so I'm still alive. But I know a lot of people, you know, they went to Dallas or or Jacksonville or um, Baltimore. I don't know why you would go Baltimore after hearing like eight starters were out. Like that was a pretty good play for the Colts to like at least take the seven and a half at that point. Oh yeah, big shoe. Yeah, Minshew Magic, like he can he can play. Like you need you need someone to play like one or a couple games for you. Like he's a, he's a good backup, absolutely. Um, and I guess I guess the only thing I'll say about Arizona is like how like you know Josh Dobbs, they literally get him out of nowhere, and like he's playing great. Like imagine if the Jets got him instead of Zach Wilson, like they would actually like be be a halfway competent team. Like they, they waited too long. Like the best they can do now is Simeon. Like. It's a complete and utter failure by the Jets. Like, like you know, we wanted to see Rodgers play all year. We wanted to see them, you know, win nine or ten games and then, like, shit the bed in the playoffs. Like, that would have been the best thing <laughs> to watch for the Jets. So true. But we couldn't see it happen, unfortunately. Maybe next year. But, like, the, they're just, like, throwing away the season at this point. Like, there's – like, call, um, call Washington and try to get Jacoby Brissett. Call, like, call Minnesota and try to get Kirk Cousins. Like, at this point, like, why not? Like, you're just every week they put Wilson out there. They're gonna like lose the team. Like, you're already reading reports of that, like in the locker room. Um, that they're they're. It happened last year. Like, all the players wanted to have Mike White in there over Wilson. So, it's just not a good a good situation with the Jets at this point, and it's not going to continue to be. I mean, you're gonna see, you know, by the middle of the second quarter on Sunday night, you're gonna see like a hundred shots of Taylor Swift because it's gonna be like. 31 to nothing Kansas City because like what how else is that game going to go like what, what are the Jets going to do against the Chiefs and you know getting both New York teams in prime time this week so that that should be fun. brutal uh, John, how are you going to play that game John you going to do like Chiefs team total over like I'm going to have to play know. it somehow yeah I, I might just lay the points like how, how the Jets all right the Jets get like 14 like the Chiefs can score 24 points on anyone I don't care how good the Jets defense is like that, you know, that that's, I, I, yeah, as long as it's like nine and a half, I'll lay it. If it gets to like 11 or something, maybe we'll, we'll do something different, like with a teaser or something, but yeah, you, you've got to play the chiefs. Um, so as for the other games, I feel like we, we talked about this last year, like early in the season, like the play isn't great. It's because like, you know, the O lines are still gelling. Like you got new, you know, coordinators and, and quarterbacks and, and all these new pieces in place. And they basically have no preseason anymore because, like, the starters don't play. And it's just, like, for the, the second-string guys. And there's just no – like, the first month of the season, it's basically, like, almost an extended preseason. So the you're not going to see great play in the first month of the season. And we've definitely seen that. But So I think it'll get better for sure as the year moves on. And, and we saw that last year. But – um, yeah, some of these games this weekend were, were not great. Um, you know, I will talk about the Packers, like very, very pleased with how they came back and won that game. Um, I've been very impressed with Jordan Love. Like he definitely like looks poised. 
like, okay, he had some bad throws, but like it didn't like rattle him. Like it would maybe like Zach Wilson, for example, like he just comes right back and like they go down the field again and he, he makes the plays and um, you know, they, Matt LaFleur did the analytics thing down 14 and they end up winning the game in regulation. So that was a good move out of him. And they did that without even having um, Aaron Jones or Christian Watson. Like they're arguably their two top offensive weapons and they should have them back tomorrow night. I'm thinking that they were saved for this game. Like, you know, pulled them out for the home division game on Thursday night. So we'll see tomorrow, but that'll be a huge boost if they can come back to that game um, against the lions. Um, yeah, the, the Jags-Texans game. And actually, the only reason I didn't go with this game in Survivor is because I lost on it last year. Andy, you mentioned it. Like, the Texans beat them in Jacksonville last year. So, um, Houston's been impressive with C.J. Stroud. I got to give him credit. He's looking really good. Uh, Tank some Dell. Good, yeah, Tank Dell, Houston. Yeah, he went from Houston to Houston. Uh, putting up some good fantasy numbers. Like, they got something going there. So, it might not translate to, like, a lot of wins this year, but they, they definitely have something building um, uh, the Bills destroyed the Commanders, so like the Sam Howell hype train, like that ended after one week. <laughs> um, the Bears are a disaster, we know that. Uh, yeah, in Carolina, I'm kind of, actually kind of annoyed that they didn't cover that game. Same, um, same. I took them with the points. Should they have. Should have. Um, you know, who knows what Bryce Young will turn out to be, but he's clearly not better than Dalton at the moment. So when the spread didn't move when they announced that Dalton was playing, like I was all over the Panthers, and they really should have covered. Um, unfortunately, they they had a like I think it was a turnover or something in the second half that kind of like broke up the streak of like scores going back and forth. But I saw Young is going to play again this weekend, so I'm back. Like give me Minnesota, like minus whatever to to win in Carolina and like get their first win because he's clearly not up to speed right now uh, with that offense. And I think Frank Reich is kind of a kind of a clown too. Um, and I think Dalton just kind of. You know, manage the offense as a veteran, but yeah, I'll, I'll be on on the Vikings um, if if Young is indeed playing. Um, yeah, we touched on the Chargers and Vikings. Like someone had to lose, unfortunately for the Chargers. Like I don't know what the Vikings were doing at the end of the game. I was screaming at my TV, "Spike the ball! Spike the ball!" Like what what the hell is Cousins doing? Like they had it set up perfectly after that first down. Like it's thirty seconds. You spike the ball on first down. And then you have three more chances at the end zone, or even just get up to the line and throw a fade pass, like a um, yeah, a fade to the end zone. Like that's all you had to do. And like they wasted twenty seconds, and what a disaster! Like they Staley is so lucky that they they mishandled that at the end of the game. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was a terrible call day for him to go for it on fourth and one. It's just the play call that they ran, like fullback dive up the middle when you've run for like 30 yards all game and Herbert is having one of the best games of his career. Just let him throw the ball. If you're just going to go for it there, like the play call made no sense. Um, and yeah. And then speaking of no sense, Josh McDaniels, Monday night, uh, sorry, Sunday <laughs> night, night. Yeah. Like, thank you, Josh McDaniels for like kicking that field goal and clinching the under. Uh, Cause I had that. <laughs> I did. My I dad, did that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I yeah. Like, like what are you doing? Like you're down. Okay, I get it. You need another possession. Like even if you get the touchdown in the two, you need another possession. I get that, but like why not go for the touchdown when you're there? Like it just it makes no sense. Like you have two minutes left. You're down eight points. You have one timeout, and you're kicking a field goal from the five yard line. Uh, it just hey, you know what? Like they, the Vegas team is turning into it's just like a it's like a neutral site game. It's like sixty forty. For the other team, like you saw the the picture of like all the, the Steeler fans with the terrible towels there, and it's just 
it, it's kind of sad because like almost every team on their schedule is sort of like the the Chargers. Basically, it's going to be a home home game for the for the other team. Like, <laughs> the, the Packers are playing there in a couple weeks on Monday night. Like that's it's going to be full of of, of Green Bay fans. Like, yep. I, I wish I was going. Unfortunately, like, I cannot. Um, justified two trips to Vegas in, in the span of a month, but uh, <laughs> wish wish I was there. Um, so yeah, that was a disaster. Like they're they're just they're going nowhere. Um, and yeah, the Monday night games were kind of eh. Um, Burrow did enough to kind of gut it out and get that win. So good for them to kind of get their season back on track. And the Eagles, they just dominate on the line of scrimmage. I mean, the Bucks really had they couldn't stop the run and they couldn't get anything going on offense because they were just on Mayfield. The entire game so um yeah the eagles eagles and niners are definitely you know right now like i know it's very very early but like those two teams like just put them in the nfc championship game right now and let's let's see them go at it healthy like a healthy purdy you know playing the whole game and like the eagles with their healthy team like let's let's see how it shakes out I, i'm not i'm still not buying into dallas just because of this last game we saw like if you can lose to arizona on the road as a 12 point favorite like I, i'm not seeing you know, them beating the top two. Like, they might beat the Eagles once in the regular season, but are you really going to trust them to beat the Eagles in the playoffs? No, I'm not. Dallas um, is always a great team to fade in in January. Traditionally, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Against and the McCarthy, Niners, whoever it is. Yeah. Mike, you know, McCarthy in the mix. Like, yeah, they're easy fade in the playoffs. So, yep. yeah, it's a, it was an interesting week, you know, like we talked about. Like I said before, I think it'll the play will improve as we kind of go deeper in the season and, yeah, we have um interesting schedule coming up. We introduced the London games into the mix this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So you West Coast folks, got set your alarms for Jags Falcons. Desmond Ritter being exposed to the the, the London fans on on Sunday morning. Oh, that's I'm gonna be up at three because Ryder Cup. Oh London. yeah, right. Yep. So they start at three a.m. my time, and I'll be that fucking weirdo to to get up for the single. You know what? You might as well just pull an all. Well, I was gonna say pull an all nighter, but like. The West Coast games there will end at like ten, so it is yeah, it's like one here. So yeah, you could get a little like four hours of sleep or five hours sleep. of sleep. Or you could just keep the go. first like hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, could, there you go. Yeah, yep. do something. I love the dedication, Andy. That's pretty cool. One thought about the London game coming up uh, on Sunday um, is that there's also going to be an alternate broadcast on ESPN Plus where they transform the characters into Toy Story characters. So it's, I think there's some kind of like AI or computer generated. Wizardry going I saw on. that. Who are they trying to market that to? Like, are three-year-olds like watching the game and like under trying to understand it? Like, I don't understand. Like, who is that broadcast for? Like, I can understand the Nickelodeon one, mm-hmm. kind of. Like, I I can get that one, but like, like what Toy Story? Like, what the <laughs> hell? Like, they're not going to be real people, like real players. Like, I I don't get it. Like, I'm just wondering it. what it's going to look like. I'm actually really curious about it. I might hopefully I'm up early enough to to put that on for a little bit just to see what it is because I don't even know what it's, it's going to look like. It's also wild that yeah, basically the the Jags is basically setting up shop in London for like half a month. <laughs> yeah, they're the following week too, right? Yeah. They're playing like back to back. Yeah, yeah, the Bills. Well, what's interesting about the ESPN Plus game is so like that's the one like an extra game for them. So. Usually the, the second team for ESPN is like Fowler, uh, Chris Fowler, and Olavsky and Riddick. So they do like the the B game essentially on Monday night. So are they gonna if they're gonna be doing that game, then Fowler can't do college football this weekend. I'm assuming. I haven't even looked at the announcer schedules. I 
I thought I heard him make a point of that. He was not going to get to do that game during the other game on Monday, but I'm not sure. So it's either okay, going to be... So maybe they're, they're, they're going to bring in like Steve Levy for just this one game yeah, or something. That's what I was thinking. He was doing it last year. Yeah. Um, I could call him 506. We probably figured out 506 because 506 would tell us... I'm punching it up right now. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. 506. So, would, yeah. Well, unless they're wrong, unless it's wrong, it's saying Sunday, 9.30 a.m., Atlanta, Jacksonville, Fowler, Riddick, Orlovsky. Wow. 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 Unless, do you think they're doing it remotely? Uh, um, never. I don't do it. That would be a huge stain on ESPN. Like, come on, you're paying all this money for a game for these games, and you're going to do the do the broadcast from the studio? I, I don't now, so. well, I'm going to cross-reference – with the college slate right, and see right. who Herb Street's doing it with. We'll see the – you would assume it's like Notre Dame and Duke because that's where game day is. Yeah. Okay, so they just brought in the Fowler 2.0. Reese Davis is doing Notre Dame Duke. Ah, Interesting. Look at that. Wow. Wow. Thanks, Andy. That's that's awesome. Okay. So that answers it. All right. Well, that makes sense. The Fowler actually honestly probably is upset with that trade off. I mean, <laughs> if I had to choose what game to call – yeah, I would pick the Notre Dame Duke game. Absolutely. But. Well, that's karma. He should have been doing the women's tennis instead of Texas Alabama. That's true. Be- hey, yep. interesting. The historic women's tennis. Coco Golf with a big win, right? So yeah, good point. He was there for the men's final. I had it on mute, but I, I didn't have any yeah. any sound to it. Okay, so he, he at least saw the twenty fourth Djokovic major. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. I'm like, you know, I gave it. A, I gave it like a few. I gave it a few points. I'm like, ah, no. Like, I'm just. I'm off it. I'm just like. I don't, I don't know if you guys that tennis, but like Djokovic minus three and a half spread, like game spread. That was the easiest ever <laughs> in that final. Yeah. It's just, it's just a shame yeah. that Alcaraz couldn't have been there. Like, I, I just thought he had more of juice than he did. I was really disappointed. Djokovic killed me Wimbledon because I bet him live. Yeah. Yeah, I doubled boy. down on Djokovic live. Mm-hmm. So that was a double. That was a. Ooh. That was a rough day because I went to the casino that night. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. It really was a great U.S. Open. It's just too bad that the ending of it wasn't better in the men's side, at least. It was great in the women's side, but the, but the men's side, man, I was really lo- looking for a good final. Oh, well. Good stuff. I, I didn't realize you guys were so dialed into that. That was pretty cool. Yeah, because I was I, my dad never watched that, too. So... Let's look at this week's action. Here we go. Back to the new slide. Let's do. Let's see what we got. Okay. So yeah, this is a great week. Look at this. You got Lions Packers tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, it is tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Yep. 8:15 p.m. Eastern on Amazon Prime Video. I love it. Let's go. Um, you have Dolphins Bills, which gosh, gosh, I think this could be the game of the week. I mean, really, either of those two could be the game of the week. These are really, really good matchups. Like last year, Dolphins Bills. In Miami, the Miami Tyler Thompson, amazing, right? Amazing game with a, what a wacky finish, right? So, I can't wait for that one. Um, you got Ravens versus Browns at the same time on CBS. Commanders, Eagles, probably shouldn't be on this chart, but I, I think the Commanders could be very gritty and gutty here. I'm gonna be keeping an, I'm gonna keep an eyeball on the score because it could, there could be an upset. I don't know. We'll see. Raiders Chargers is going to be very entertaining. Both teams are so bad on defense, and both teams have terrible coaching. I think this is going to be a very entertaining game for all sorts of reasons. It should be really fun on CBS. If you happen to get that game in um, in your region, we will over here, of course, because it's a Charger home game. But um, Patriots Cowboys, Annie, I would love to hear your thoughts on this game. I I don't know what to think of this. <laughs> this is a tough call for me. 
I just don't know. What to th- I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that game. I would think the Cowboys would win that one. Um, we we'll see. So um, let's go back to John. Let's get your thoughts on this week's action. Lots lots to cover here. I love how you left out the Monday and Sunday night games because there's really <laughs> right? not much juice there. <laughs> 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 I mean, let you know Taylor Swift brings the juice for for the Chiefs games now if, if it's a blowout, so we can you know do a shot every time they show her in the. Uh, in the in the press box and mm-hmm. be dead by the end of the game but um <laughs> yeah very very good game tomorrow night like yep. the lines and packers have separated themselves from the the other two teams at the moment so um which what's interesting with the schedule is they also play on thanksgiving so like i thought like you know the nfl are giving them two short weeks like that i i guess they can do that now i don't know but um yeah uh, like i said you got to check the status of watson and aaron jones for tomorrow's game they already ruled out a couple of their offensive linemen. Bakhtiari's out again. He never plays. Um, Elton Jenkins is out, um, another offensive lineman. But they didn't play the last game. The Packers' offensive line is usually solid. But those guys missing those guys will hurt. But um, the key here is Jones and Watson. And then Jair Alexander didn't play last game. We'll see if he suits up tomorrow. But, yeah, should be a fantastic game. Obviously, I'm rooting for Green Bay. We'll see if they can get the job done at home. It should be It should be a good one. Um, yeah, and then Miami and, and the Bills, like, can we do, like, an instant flex this one into Sunday night instead of the Chiefs and the and the Jets? Like, this would be the game to to get on prime time. Um, I got to take the Bills here. Like, if there's any time to fade a team, it's, like, after they score 70 points. I mean, they're as high as they can be. So we got to go with the Bills in this matchup. But this should just be a fantastic game. Um, McDaniel is proving that he's like, he looks like really nerdy and analytical and he probably is, but like, he is a heck of a play caller. Um, he just has that offense just rolling and, uh, Tua is, is throwing the deep ball. Like that's so many weapons, like this guy from Texas A&M, a chain four touchdowns. Like he's just a beast. Um, they got, they have so many playmakers, but I think that just, it's the letdown game of all letdown games. Like I know it's a division game, but like I said, like after scoring 70 points, like how could you not fade? A team after that kind of performance so we'll go with the bills in this spot um ravens and browns should be like quite the slugfest i mean the browns legitimately like have the best defense i think in the nfl at least to, to date like we'll see as the season goes along but they haven't given up anything um the only reason the steelers won that game a couple of weeks ago was because of watson's turnovers like they had to pick six for a touchdown the fumble for a touchdown um the steelers did have that one long pass that they um, broke, but other than that, like they couldn't do anything. Neither could the Titans. Neither could the Bengals in Week One. Um, so we'll see the rate what the Ravens can do here. You have to check the status of the, all the Ravens injuries. This is kind of similar as it was last week. I mean, the Browns probably have to be a play, but I feel like under is probably a good bet here. I don't see how either team is going to do much on offense. I mean, I guess you know, like turnovers and stuff. That's like, kind of what you have to worry about, like putting this total over. But that should be like a division slugfest, slugfest for sure. Um, the commanders and Eagles, like the commanders have given the Eagles some trouble. I remember they, they beat their, um, or broke their undefeated start to the season last year. So we'll see if they can do anything, um, this time around, uh, not counting on it, but Hey, it's a, again, it's a division game. Like really anything can happen. Completely agree with you, Dave, on the Raiders and chargers. Um, Jimmy G is, he's playing, right? Like I, I saw he had gotten hurt, but is that the, is that the word that he's, I, should check I think that. he had like concussion protocol, but okay. I think he's well, trying he, to keep playing. 
Yeah, if he's in, like, I'll take the six points for sure. Like, the Chargers do nothing but play, like, wild games. I, I agree with you. So we'll, we'll go with Vegas and the high-scoring game. I'm with you. I have no idea about Patriots-Cowboys. You would think that Dallas will be ready to play for this game. Like, any other reasonable team, you would say, all right, they're going to be ready for this one after what happened in Arizona. But I don't know, with McCarthy, it, it just <laughs> they, could, they could lay another egg. Or like, yeah. You could see like Bill coming up with a great defensive game plan to like take away um, Pollard and like they make trying to make Dak beat you and it could end like twenty to seventeen like Patriots. You could easily see that scenario, or you could see like thirty-one to ten Dallas too. Like it, honestly, I don't know with this one. So we'll, we'll let it to smarter people than me to try to figure out who's going to win that. Um, and then as for the other matchups, yeah, we talked about the London game. You got to figure the Jags can win by a field goal. Like Desmond Ritter is just, he is not good. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Like, it's like you have a, a, an offense that's like a, a Ferrari and you have Ritter who's like a broke down Toyota Camry or something. Like, you can't, you know, you got yep. Bijan Robinson and Kyle Pitts and London and like this great offensive line. And then you have this guy who just like really can't play at this point. So, um, I don't know. I, you got to figure that Jacksonville's familiar with the travel situation, and they've done this so many times. And Ritter not being at home, I, I think you got to lay the three with the Jags. But um, to get back on track, I already talked about Minnesota. I think I like them against Carolina, laying the points. Um, Pittsburgh at Houston's interesting. I don't know. I could see a lot of people falling for the Houston kind of like angle that they've been playing so well, and you know, getting points at home. But I don't know. I have to think about that one. Same with the Colts and Rams. The Colts are actually a slight favorite at home over the Rams. If Minshew plays, I probably would go with the Colts here. Um, but I don't know. That one that that's that's a tough game to to pick. Uh yeah, some of these I'm not really quite sure on. I have, I have to do do a little more thinking, like Bengals and Titans. Bengals favored by two and a half. Like Vrabel home dog is always an option. Bucks and Saints, Winston's playing, so um, I don't know. Uh, that that one just might be a pass. Uh, Arizona coming off the big win, going to San Francisco. San Francisco laying two touchdowns. I mean, eh, probably San Francisco's the move there if you have to play it. But, like, why get involved with anything with that many points? So, yeah, a lot of interesting games this week. Um, Broncos Bears. <laughs> that oh is my really God. tough. Oh. Broncos Bears. Oh. Oh. oh, that's rough. I you got to say Broncos, I think. Begrudgingly, you have to say the Broncos. Probably. I feel like yeah. Peyton, Peyton can at least put together an offensive game plan to score on that horrible Bears defense where I can't say the same thing for Justin Fields doing anything because, he, again, he isn't – they're they're just a complete mess. So if I have to pick it, give me, give me the Broncos. But, wow, what a, what a shit bowl. <laughs> truly, truly. Like – you take the team that got blown up by like 35 points at halftime. I mean, that was down 35 points at halftime in Kansas City. You take the team that was blown out 70 to 20. <laughs> they lost by 50 and they're laying three the following I mean, week on the road. <laughs> I don't know what that says about the Bears. Obviously, it's not a good mark on them at all. They kind of deserve it, though. It's like they've been rough. All right, so Andy, let's get your thoughts on this week's action. We'll go back to the board and uh, give our look. Well, at yeah, uh, a Chiefs, a, a teaser with the Chiefs and the Eagles. What could possibly go wrong? Oh no! <laughs> I'm just, 
I, oh no. But then like in high you'd be like, why don't you just take just might as well take the Chiefs given the nine and a half, but oh no, I can already see myself teasing like the Pats up to thirteen and Chiefs down to three, but but who knows? Um yeah, there's no no respect for that Monday night giant Seahawks game, but um that's a pick 'em. I'll definitely take Gino. Um Francesa guaranteed the Giants were gonna win this one, but we'll see. Mike, to his credit, when he was doing over-unders with Russo on um, Mad Dog a couple weeks ago, he loved the he loved the Texans as an over. So they're trending. But uh, to John's point, I would probably take the Steelers in that game. I would also probably take the Jaguars. I think, yeah, on paper, this should be a get-right game for Doug Peterson and Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with the Desmond Ritter breakdown. He just might not be it. Despite Arizona, uh, despite Atlanta, like I like their coach. I like the running backs. They got decent receivers. They they just uh, maybe if they could get Mariota back. Mariota actually technically still the backup. I, I have no idea, but maybe they just need to fly with Ritter. I don't know where is Mariota these days. I think he's with the Eagles. Let's see. He is with the Eagles. Yep. Or I think uh, he's with Philly. Yeah, he is with the Eagles. Yep, confirmed. Just punched it up. I think um I would probably take the Saints in that in this game against Tampa because I think um even if Winston plays, you know, I, I I, I don't think Winston's terrible. I think Winston actually has ability, and that defense is really good. And we saw what a good defense can do against Tampa. Like, I was shocked. Like, I was shocked at how porous that Tampa Bay protection was. I know it's not like Baker is, like, this mobile quarterback anyway, but he, had, he couldn't do anything. Um, and he's Baker Mayfield. So – I would take the Saints in that game. Yeah, Buffalo, Miami. It's weird because I don't think – I think Miami uh, historically is horrible against the Bills in Buffalo. And so as much as I want to win at Buffalo and be like this, you know, it's not the same old Miami Dolphins. We can win up there. To John's point, to you guys' point, like, you, they just scored seventy. They an encore performance. It's it's gonna be hard, but I don't know. I probably I lean Buffalo, even though uh, Allen has a propensity for nonsense and throwing the ball everywhere. And uh, Miami offensively looks as good as any team. And Waddles back. Like that Buffalo defense is very opportunistic, so they they could force Tua into some questionable throws, or uh, and then I don't think Mozart and the other guy are gonna go off like and score four touchdowns apiece or whatever. Or two hundred one guy had two hundred yards and the other guy had four touchdowns. That that ain't happening. But that'll be an entertaining game. I'll I'll bet on one of those teams obviously by Sunday morning. And then Dave, you're asking about that Pat's. Cowboys game, yeah, I I don't know. Like, 
the last time they played about three years ago, it was a really close game, and the Patriots. Uh, I think they, I think it might have gone to overtime. You'll have to look that up. But that game was in New England. I, I'm pretty sure it did go in overtime. Uh, but okay, Mariners got out of it. The um, yeah, I, I expect Bill to have some sort of game plan to to slow down the the Cowboys offense to a to a certain degree now let's let's not forget that you know going in going into last week against Arizona like everyone was just like last year everyone was singing praises that the Cowboys defense was like the best in the world and and Chandler Parsons is incredible but um so yeah they could have their way with with Mac Jones and company the one thing that I'd like to see out of the Patriots is something more out of the running game. That's been a little bit of a disappointment through three games this year. You know, watching the Patriots, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's not a day at the beach because you're rooting for the other team to muff a punt. You're rooting for the Patriots defense to uh, create a fumble in, in the red zone. And those are like unlikely events, but you were, you need those things to happen. So the, so Mac Jones can have a ball, they can have a short field, so they're guaranteed a three-point field goal attempt. Because like I said earlier in this program, for them to start at the 20 and to get into the other team's red zone, they don't they don't have chunk plays. It is methodical and everything has to be in perfect rhythm. And you know, they're not gonna beat a team like Dallas doing that. Um so they're, they're going to have to expect a, a standout performance defensively. They're going to have to create turnovers, uh, maybe have a good kick return or punt return in the special teams department. And But that's probably – that. if I were to bet that game, I would take the Patriots and I expect them to lose a close one because uh, they've, they've had three close games this year. They've all come down to basically the last possession. So I don't see that changing. And then, yeah, no, uh, we'll have to watch that Jets. LOL Jets Chiefs game on Sunday night, probably on mute, so I don't have to listen to Collinsworth. <laughs> and tomorrow, tomorrow's game is is tomorrow's game sneaky good. Um, I'll now I have for selfish reasons I have like Laporta, Goff. And St. Brown all on different fantasy teams. Oh wow! So I'll be we root for them, but maybe just to like hedge like my emotions, maybe take Green Bay. So Green Bay wins. Lions get some offensive production. Everything everything works out well. Lions lay an egg offensively, so my fantasy teams suck. But the Green Bay wins. Good for the good for the betting. So th- I think that's what I'll do. Like a clown. Sounds like a good... Yeah, you got a good situation there for that game. That's pretty good. So, thanks for the rundown, Andy. I appreciate that as well. So, all in all, yeah, yeah, a very, very good setup for the NFL this week. I'm really looking forward to a lot of this. And I really wanted to just mention, going back to the Chiefs game, my first instinct was to take the Jets because the defense has been playing so well. But after that game, I'm like, I don't know if they're going to be able to keep up. And this is kind of what's been happening in previous matchups against the Chiefs anyway. Like, the Jets have often routinely been trounced in these matchups. I'm like, why would I think it would go differently this time? 
So it's a good call on your guys' part to like just lean towards Kansas City if not take him out, take him with with take him with the points. So that's about it um, for our for show today. But I did want to ask quickly about how things are going. And John, actually, I want to circle back on your trip. Like, how how did your trip to Vegas go? And you mentioned a little bit of it in text, but um, were there any other highlights from your trip uh, overall? Um, yeah, unfortunately, um, my uh, traveling companion ended up getting COVID oh, right no. beforehand, so mm. it turned out to be like a solo trip. Um, so I, I felt very bad for her, but yeah, you no, know, it was so last minute. It's like, I wasn't, I wasn't going to cancel all my plans. And she was like, Oh yeah, go, go for it. Like, go ahead, go ahead and have fun. So definitely interesting being there like by yourself. Um, it wasn't, uh, it probably saved me like from gambling a lot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had a nice hit on three card poker uh, on the bonus spot. Like I had a pair of eights in my hand and the dealer also had two eights. So I made the four of a kind. The, uh, uh, combination, so that paid fifty to one. So I basically recouped everything that I had previously lost mm-hmm. um, before that, and that was my last day on the trip. So that was perfect. Wow. So I was able to just like stop gambling at that point. Like I went and watched Monday Night Football, and then I came home the next day. Basically, um, in terms of gambling, with like basically the same amount that I I left with. Obviously, like I had separate for like food and drinks and whatever. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, um, lots of construction there for sure. You wouldn't be able to tell like they're, they're having a Formula One race there like in a month. Like I have no idea what the hell's going on. Like they're like they they're literally gonna like do the race down the like the Las Vegas Strip. Like good luck like <laughs> like trying to like get people to not go there. Or, like, to, to stay <laughs> like I have no idea how that's gonna work. And like the same guy wins every week, so I don't know what the point is of, of like clogging a major city for you know for the. It's a cool idea. But just like yeah. I don't think it was well thought out, so we'll, we'll see how the. We'll, I'm sure we'll see like pictures and stuff of like the logis- logistical nightmare that's going to turn into, um, in about, about a month or so. But yeah, Vegas is always interesting, and then like staying at MGM where they had like the hacking situation made made some things, yeah, some things interesting for sure. But hey, yeah. you know what? It's first world problems for sure. So yeah. it, it was a good time, but um, yeah, it, it was a good trip. So th- uh, thank you for asking. Absolutely, and, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Looking forward to going back again. I love it. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, I was, you know, definitely a concern when I heard about that uh, hacking incident. Gosh, you know, it's just like, wow. <laughs> all, our, all of our information has been exposed. Wow. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Andy, you had a you had a time in New England. I saw it on Instagram. Like, uh, if you've got time to get into that at all, I would love to hear some of the, 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 the highlights from that trip, too, because, like, it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a lot of golf it was a wedding it was driving through new england eating a lot of you know new england themed seafood like lobster and fried clams and drinking a lot and there's a there is a casino just like a couple miles north of boston that's a facsimile of the encore and i've been there three times and and each each time i've been i've i've lost way too much than I should have, but so the encore is dead to me. It is dead <laughs> to me. Maybe the one in Vegas is too. But um I was gonna ask John because I in in uh two and a half weeks or basically yeah uh sixteen days from now I'll be going to Vegas for Patriots Raiders. I'll be meet meeting some of my East Coast buddies. Um 
How long is the walk from MGM to the to Allegiant? Is that how you got to the uh, building? No. I I Ubered. It was it was a cheap Uber. It was like fifteen bucks. It's it's really close, but yeah, I don't know. It you could walk it. But oh, I forget. Just, it must have been hot as balls. So yeah, yeah. It was pretty bad. The first day I got there was really nice. It was just in the eighties, but like the days got you know it got up into the hundreds. Like the next few days, I was not walking that that distance. Like if you stay at Mandalay Bay, you can easily walk over to the stadium. But MGM, it, it's still it's still worth doing the uh, doing the Uber scenario. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why it's Mandalay because I'm sure because I'm staying at Planet Hollywood. It's like the middle of the strip, and I'm yep. sure there's a way. If I don't Uber, probably Uber is like you could find that you could take like the tram yep. to Mandalay, yep. and then from Mandalay go to Allegiant. Yep. Exactly. So I don't know if you've checked it out, but I I'm gonna check it out at least on that Saturday because most of the crew is staying at Circa, which is downtown, and I didn't yep. want to first world preference like i didn't want to stay at circa i'll i'll go to circa and i'll uber there but i'd rather be like on the strip for all the other yeah. stuff especially on that sunday so i will check out circa have you have you gone there yet yes i went last year and it's at the sports book is just amazing um i didn't even get to the outside like the swim you know the stadium swim thing i, I didn't get up to get up to that because i think you might have to be staying there i don't think like randos can walk up i honestly i didn't even look into it but Yes, I did check out the sports book, and it was it was awesome. Um, and then while I was there, I met uh, I met Sean King, uh, who's on the Vissen Network. Yeah, I saw the tweet. I yeah, that, that was really cool. I met him and his uh, his partner that he does a show with. That was just a, that was a real thrill. They were super nice guys. Like I could have just it would have been just like us bullshitting about sports now. Like that's how what I was doing with them. They were really cool. So that was that was awesome. That's funny. You know what's funny? I don't. It's not the Hilton anymore, but I don't know what it's called. The Westgate? Westgate. Yeah, it's the Westgate. Like, that sports book, I don't know what it's like now, but for the longest time, that was, like, a very cool sports book to go to because it's, it's, it's old, obviously, but it, it's in terms of sheer size and screens, it's it's still held up. I'm not sure what that status is now. Dave, have you been to Westgate lately? It's been a while. Like, I haven't been there probably been at least 10 years maybe 10 years well it's 2023 yeah it's probably been about 10 maybe 8 to 10 years at this point but the last time i was there it was pretty cool it was still pretty good like you know, they've made a lot of it they have made a lot of improvement now so like now their projection system is like much better so it's pretty apparently i'm told it's pretty solid still it's just kind of hard to get to at this point because it's off yeah, yeah and everything. i haven't been there i haven't been to that one but yeah last year when i went i stayed at the paris and then they were having like construction down in their sports book and it really annoyed me because like there was you couldn't really you could, there was just like one guy at a kiosk to take a bat and they had to go watch the games elsewhere well they finished it and i was there last week it's really really nice i would that, that's a good spot to be in the paris sports nice. book. but there was so much rebranding like they're they're like oh yeah you got to go down to the horseshoe I'm like what the fuck's the horseshoe well apparently the horseshoe is now is the old valleys mm -hmm. and then Hooters is now Oyo Casino. I went over there for some cheap blackjack, like five bucks. So there's, if you want some cheap, like table games, that's where you need to hit is the Oyo Casino. It's across the street from MGM. You can walk right over and it's like $5 blackjacks. So there you go. Cool. Good tips. Yeah. I'm going to be over there next month um, for TwitchCon. At least I'm scheduled to. We'll, hopefully it'll all hold up. But so that'll be late November. I think that's after your, your Patriot game, Andy. Like when are the Patriot games? Like mid no, mid October? 
Early October? Yeah, October, you know, so Friday the 13th. So, yeah, Sunday, October 15th. Okay. And uh, our, the the slate for college football on October 14th, I'm not sh- sure, like, what all the crazy games are, but Oregon UW is that day. That'll be <sighs> a big thing. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I everything I know about Circa is that the sports book is amazing. John's right. Like it's, I would def if you had the time to get over there at one at some point, definitely do it because yeah, that's the that's the plan. Because I, like I said mm-hmm. some, some of my buddies actually staying there, so I, that'll be the plan that Saturday to spend most of the daytime there. Pretty cool. Well, I guess that's going to do it for us, everybody. But thank you so much for 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 uh, getting into all these scenarios. Good and good stuff tonight, really. Honestly, um, good luck in all your action. Um, boy, so much to so we we really got done and cover a lot. So, um, and uh, yeah, hope you enjoy the Ryder Cup too. I I mean that sounds like a great time. I don't think we're gonna have enough time to to do the the other cup that was like a, about a week ago. But I hope you did well in that too. But but yeah. Thanks. Have a, enjoy your weekend. It's been good to catch up with you again. All right. Sounds good. See you guys. All right. Good Thank, luck, everyone. Thanks. We'll do it soon. For see sure. You again soon. Back at you, Andy. That's right. Andy and John. Peace. Peace. Yeah, that was that was a great. That's really good stuff. Um, really fun to do this again. It hasn't been. It, it really has been a while. Like the last show we did, the last podcast we did, like the last podcast podcast we did was uh, the was part two of our college preview. So that was like late August. So we've been out, we've been off the, we've been off the podcast feed for a month. So it's nice to be back. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Dave Medina. You can find me on all the platforms as Davey is eating a sandwich because uh, Davey is my nickname. And uh, I, I hope you had a I hope you enjoyed it. If you missed any part of it, the replay will be right here. Um, or if you're listening to a podcast, just rewind it. <laughs> That's probably right. If you're watching us live, or even if you're not, I'd like to invite you to our Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Davies Eating a Sandwich. If you are watching live, we're going to do, we're going to play some golf with your friends in just a few minutes. And we also have a really cool contest that I want to tell you about. You can vote for some really adorable looking bears um, as furnished by by the national parks. And um, voting is starting tomorrow. Or if you're watching this on Thursday, voting is starting today. So we'll tell you more about it over on Twitch. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, twitch.tv slash Eating a Sandwich. You want to keep following us there too. And you'll find uh, Davies Eating a Sandwich on all the other platforms as well. All sorts of nonsense. But we'll be back here hopefully next week for another, for another Sandwich Corner. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And if, like I said, specifically, we'll see you on Twitch in just a few, bit, in a few minutes. <laughs> Thanks again.